0: This is Corey Gray and Tony Stewart from Hairdistry. Thank you for tuning in to the Hairdressers Podcast. And here's a word from our sponsors.
1: Hey y'all, this is Patty, Queen of the South. I just wanted to take a second to let y'all know how much schedulicity has truly changed my life. Not only does it keep my clients involved and informed with everything going on through texts and emails, it also allows me to take payment using the app at a lower fee cost than any other app I've ever used. And As a family and a business, Schedulicity is truly there for you and really goes out of their way to make sure that you have exactly what you need to be successful as a business owner. And I mean, it just, it's beautiful energy, y'all. It's so nice to be around people who kind of get it, you know? And for that reason, I'm so grateful for Schedulicity and everything that they continue to do for me and my business. So if y'all have a second today, check out Schedulicity. Love and light, y'all.
2: Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno, CEO and founder of Schedulicity, and we're proud to bring you this amazing podcast. welcome to your day off my name is Corey, and of course i'm sitting with my best friend tony what's up man
0: what's going on brother how are you doing today
2: chilling like a villain hey um uh, as we start this new year i'm excited to uh to to bring on um you know like maybe more meaningful guest or or, or guests that that you know our goal this year is to kind of like you they're know, all meaningful yeah they're all meaningful you're right <laughs> but but you know like i'm excited about the conversation today
0: yeah so am i uh, you know we we talked about having her on a year ago, and you know, of course, life happens, COVID happens, things happen, and uh, but I'm just glad we're able to get her on.
2: I am too. I'm really excited about her story, and and honestly, um, purposefully, I've done zero research on her because um, I'm just I'm intrigued by her by her, and and I know that she has a story to tell
0: hundred oh, percent brother i'm i yeah I, like you yeah, I'm really intrigued and excited and i and I know that I'm gonna learn a whole
2: lot i there's no doubt i can't I can't wait i'm kinda kind of get my excited juices going um so today our guest is i'm gonna mess it up aren't i Yara dele torre um uh you have to follow um you have to follow Yara's instagram she'll give us her, her instagram in just a sec but but again we're just kind we're I, I can't wait man right, let's get in.
0: Yes. Very inspirational. Very, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. Let's get in Enough <laughs> to, of this band train. I don't, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly.
2: Hey, Hey, Yara, Thank welcome you. to your day off, man.
3: Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me here. I am um, honored to be here. And like you said, we've, this has been ongoing for almost a year. Um, now we've been meaning to get together and have a chat and the day is finally here. Um so i'm pumped i can't wait to tell you guys about about everything i have to tell you
2: that's awesome um uh, you listen these things happen when when the time says they're supposed to happen right so uh I tell yeah, you, we, were, was,
3: we had
0: one scheduled last week and uh you know my mom got sick and she's uh she's still in the hospital but she's 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 doing better uh but we had to reschedule that, so you know what I mean. All these little things, but finally we are here.
2: Finally we're here. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yara, where are? Um, where are you from?
3: So I was originally born in Costa Rica, um, and I grew up there. I moved to the United States uh, to the Florida Keys, where I live now, <laughs> at the age of fourteen. So
0: what's wow. interesting? Uh, some people. Some. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm. A, I'm. A, you know. Born in Costa Rica, living in the Keys. Some people just have it have it that way, right? So they, I mean, have a, yeah, man, they have what, a
2: good life, man,
0: right? What, what, a, what a hard life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what's interesting is that about Costa Rica is like you hear about it from as a country, but I, I don't know if I've met anybody that's actually from Costa Rica that actually calls that. I mean, I'm sure you know lots of people from Costa Rica, but,
3: but I don't think I've well, met anybody from Costa Rica. You know, it's such a great place. People, people don't leave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
3: Unless you're 14. So, it goes way back. My mom is Costa Rican. My father's of Cuban descent, but he grew up here in in, these, in the States, in Miami. And after he was a Vietnam veteran, actually. So after he did that, he went and traveled a couple of countries, met my mom. They had a baby who was me. And then when he went ahead and retired, they brought me along. I had no choice. So <laughs> we came back to the States. Um, And so from 14 on, you've been in in Florida, like the Keys? Yeah, yeah. So it's a small island called Key Largo. Um, Most people know about Key West, which is all the way south. And there's a big chain of islands called the Florida Keys. And I live in the very first one. So I'm just south of Miami. So it's like far away enough from Civilization where it feels like paradise. But I can go to Target. (laughs) My son and
0: I were supposed to be in Key Largo um, last April to go scuba diving. And then COVID hit, so we couldn't make it. But yeah, so oh. it's still on our destination. So when we make it down there, I gotta make sure i, uh, I stop by. Your You're shop. gonna come visit me. Absolutely, hundred percent.
3: Awesome. 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 I can't wait. Well, you'll you'll be welcome with arms wide open for sure.
2: That's awesome. Uh Yara, how how'd you find um how'd you find the hair industry?
3: So I have always been fascinated by hair. I was, I was that kid that like always wanted to go with mom to the hairstylist. And I would like braid my doll's hair. And I was like the first kid on my blog who like knew how to flat iron hair. Like it was just in me. It is the craziest thing. I have like little drawings that I would make in like first grade. And it would say like Yara Salon on top of it. I just was born knowing that I wanted to do hair. Um, but it didn't start off like that you know like right out of uh high school i didn't just go into beauty school there was definitely a little bit of a journey there um but it was it was very early on i've been in the hair industry since i was 17 years old
0: wow, wow. what all right mm-hmm.
2: you brought it up what what happened between uh high school and uh and beauty school
3: so, you know, I was a really like, I've always been a little bit ahead of myself, like always went out with older people. So by the time that I was like a sophomore in high school, I was like, I'm done with this. I don't want to do this anymore. And I thought that I wanted to go into the nursing field um, because I've always loved helping people. And it seemed like what my parents would want me to do. You know, it was a good, solid career. So I proposed the idea to my parents that I could get out of high school early, go into community college and get those two years under my belt and then move forward with nursing well they went for it they actually let me (laughs) at like age 16 17 I was really shocked myself um but so I started going to I was working at a doctor's office as like front desk and I was going to college and community college and I just started really hating my life at work I was like god this is so tedious I'm like charting and patients and I was like this is not for me so I quit my job at the doctor's office I was like forget about it which makes no sense when you're going to school for nursing right. so I knew that I didn't want to go into like a restaurant type of job or whatnot I really like like office you know reception I' applied at a couple of hotels I applied now mind you I was 17 years old I didn't need to be getting jobs but I've always been really driven I've always, the day I turned 14 I got a job and I have stopped since so anywho i went to like an office where you find jobs (laughs) and downstairs from that office there was a salon and at that salon i just happened to i just passed by it and something called me and i was like go apply there maybe they need a receptionist so i did some stylist threw an application at me This was back in like 2009 when there was like no computers it was paper applications She was like, fill it out, bring it back. So I did. Brought it back the next day. Same hair stylist. She was just a stylist there. She was a little standoffish. And she was just like, okay, thanks. Threw it in a drawer and on my way I went, you know, but I couldn't stop thinking about it. So the next time that I had to go to that employment office, I walked downstairs by the salon. They had one of those two-way mirror windows, doors. So they could see me, but I couldn't see them. So I was walking by one way walking by the other way thinking (laughs) should should I go again they're probably going like why is that girl just walking by the front door (laughs) um and I was like I just worked up all the courage I had in my in my heart and walked in and this time the owner who was a very bubbly very like just a lot of personality uh owner she was free and she saw me, she took one look at me, and I was like, hey, I turned in my application two days ago, and I'm just I'm just coming back in, you know, which now, in my head, as a 17-year-old, I thought I was being annoying, but I did it anyway, and now that I'm almost 30, I was being persistent, and that was a great quality, you know, in a kid, so she hired me right away. I met a couple other girls there that were going to be to school, and that's that's where I went. That's what led me there, and you know, out of all the assistants that were working there, nowhere in beauty school, I think I'm the only one that actually pursued that that path. So it was it was for me.
2: That's cool. So you actually went to hair
3: school? Oh, yeah. Um. So I went to beauty school. Actually, I signed up for beauty school with my mom's help. My father didn't know about it because I was still underage, right? And he would never go for that. So at some point, I was going to college, going to beauty school and working a full-time job all at the same time. But I was 17. I had a lot of energy. And then I finally dropped the community college without telling my dad and just went to be the school full blown. I didn't tell him that I was doing this until I think almost until I graduated. And he was not happy. Was, I'm sorry.
0: You said you were 17 with a lot of energy. I remember being 17 and I could barely make it to school. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I didn't have that kind of energy. I,
3: I was waking up at 9 a.m. to go to work, getting out at 4, going up to beauty school um, until 10 o'clock at night. Because, you know, I have to drive to Miami or Homestead, which is the next town up. So it was like a 30-minute drive. It was fun. But it was some of the best years of my life. You know, just learning. Beauty school is fun. I worked at a salon, so I thought I was like hot shit. Right.
0: (laughs) You were hot shit. (laughs) It was fun. So how long did it take before your uh, your dad found out?
3: Uh, Well, I finally ended up telling him, I think close to like my 18th birthday, because I was like moving out and like I moved out before my 18th birthday and he was very upset. He was very upset. And it really wasn't until a couple of years later (laughs) when um, when. he had asked me, he needed um my bank account for something. He was gonna check something online. I was like, go just go check my bank. And um he had to log in there and he saw, I guess, my transactions and he was like, Wow, you're making really good money at the salon.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I was like, Yeah, dad, this is a career, you know. <laughs> and I was like an eighteen year old kid now making decent money because I was my boss was very um, she was very kind and she always, you know really tipped me out well and she 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 compensated me for my work and I always went the extra mile I've always been that stylist that person in the salon
2: how long how long were you at that salon
3: so I was there for three years it was definitely a first salon experience there was a lot of things that weren't the best but I didn't know any better right and at some point I just decided that it wasn't the best place for me to stay there because I was seen as an assistant and I was ready to be seen as a hairstylist. So I knew that I had to move somewhere else where I could start new and just not be the shampoo girl. Right. Um so I went to a place down like 10 miles south of there called The Vanity Room. I actually have them like tattooed on my arm because I was there. That was my five year um anniversary i got the word vanity tattooed on my arm because it was it was really the place where i grew the balls it was a very special place i was there for almost 7 years and i had an amazing mentor um who taught me all about color and mm-hmm. that's who i am now i'm a colorist and i focus on that so those were like the fundamental years of my career
2: like that's pretty awesome how was your relationship with the first balls
3: you know, it was sour at first, but now it's been so long that uh, we, we've all cleared the air, and um, we're gonna get into this a little bit. But I had a big accident um, about two years ago in April, two thousand nineteen, and I was still in the hospital and rehab. And she showed up, my first boss ever. She came all the way from Tennessee, and she was visiting, and. And she showed up at my hotel room or my hotel room I wish it was <laughs> my my hospital room, and it was the most amazing surprise ever. so I think it's important to keep those good, good connections with
2: people that's pretty cool well, I mean I, I guess we're kind of here, so uh you do you want to talk about your accident or what happened or or all that jazz?
3: yeah, yeah, so that first mentor that I had my my first hair mom uh, she showed up at the uh, the hospital because I had a big accident uh, in April, 2019. I had a big fall from a second story. Um, it was, it was actually not that big of a fall. It was probably a little bit over 10 feet and, but I felt the wrong way and I fell right on my back. And immediately I knew that something was like terribly wrong. Um, the impact was instantly. And I, I tried to get up and I couldn't. It felt like my entire body was like pressed against the ground, like something was like just sitting on me and I couldn't get up. Um, I moved my hands and I moved my arms. I remember being able to do that and for some reason feeling relief. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where my talent lies, you know, on my hands. But I knew that I couldn't like physically get up or move anything really below my waist. So what happened was that I ruptured one of my vertebrae on my back. And that's where your spinal cord is. And when your spinal cord is um, damaged or injured in any way, uh, paralysis sets in. So I'm paralyzed from the waist down. It was, uh, it all happened just from one moment to another. Um, I had just gotten done doing a wedding that day. I was a bridal stylist and I got locked out of my house and I tried to break into the window and I ended up falling to a broken back and um, it was a really crazy time. I had just started my journey as an educator earlier that year. Um, my salon was less than a year old. I opened my own salon in July of 2018. so this happened in April 2019. so we were in still in the founding stages of, of the shop. I was a brand new educator. I had a class that Monday. I had three months of clients scheduled. Wow, yeah. <laughs> and my entire life changed in just an instant. And you know, a lot of a lot of you can probably relate to that now with COVID. Like it it kinda happened like that. And it's crazy when COVID did come around, I was so prepared for it. You know, because overcoming obstacles has just become a norm to me. And I think that I, I love that I'm here today in the podcast because I feel like that's what I can give to a lot of y'all, especially since we're going through other shutdowns and such an unexpected, unpredictable future.
0: Wow. I mean, I'm so inspired by you, to be honest with you, and, and your strength and your courage. But how long were you in that hospital uh, before you so, were able to... Yeah
3: you know breaking your back like your spinal cord your spinal cord is connected to your brain and it's what dictates everything that you do um consciously or unconsciously so when you walk the way you talk the way you move your arms and everything so breaking half of it and not having half of your body is like being born again And we me and my i'm not married but she's my, my wife um we are scheduled to get married Um, my significant other we we compared it to that very much it was like oh now you're like a newborn baby because like I couldn't even sit up I couldn't get dressed I couldn't I couldn't cough you know I couldn't do I couldn't take a deep breath and little by little you start learning small things like sitting up Mm -hmm. like learning how to move your body like getting dressed like using the restroom all the things so I was only in the hospital for about three weeks which is a little while
2: yeah
3: but the recovery time at home and the rehab outpatient rehab and being away from the salon in person was about five months but it's important that I mentioned that I was actually involved with my salon the entire time via webcam (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> she, was, she was she was zooming before zooming was a thing right
3: <laughs> yeah it was it was it was FaceTime but it was definitely there me um I have an amazing girl named Michaela who started this along with me she was in beauty school and she was brand new out of beauty school when my accident happened maybe like a year out and she had just learned how to balayage which is my main my main thing and from one day to another, she went from just being like a junior stylist to taking on my entire clientele of ten years and wow. handling a whole salon and running everything and billing and coming up to see me at the hospital and formulating for my clients. So we would we would do consultations together on FaceTime
2: with my clients. Wow, that's 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 amazing. And I don't She's, think there's any other word for it. Wow, She's, yeah.
3: I hope she's still with you. Oh, she's right here. She tried to leave me this year and <laughs> didn't work out. It didn't work out. <laughs> You're like, no, no, yeah. no. I, I told her, you know, I told her she was free to go. She's got family in the West Coast and she, we were all ready to go. And then life changed again. And she's staying with me a little longer. And I'm so grateful for that. I, I have just learned by now that life is all about, like, acceptance and adapting and everything that comes your way you if you don't if you get too caught up in like wanting it to be your way it's just going to make you have a bad time so you know when she came to me when I broke my back and when COVID happened and when she came to me and said I want to go if I'm going to be mad about it the only person that gets hurt is me so I've right. just learned to accept and adapt with with whatever life throws at you. And then sometimes it works out in your favor. Actually, all the time it works out in your favor. Even when you don't like it, in the long run, you realize that it was all for a reason.
0: That's amazing. Great perspective. But- I mean, the drive and the determination that you've had, I mean, it, it, it obviously it stems from being like 14 when you got your first job and then you're doing uh, school work and cosmetology school, uh, working. you know, so the, you've always been determined. And, and did that determination help you uh, get back to, to the salon within five months? Because it just seems like it just for a lot of people, I don't know if they could would have been able to do that because that's a huge valley
3: from what i've gathered like data from being in spinal cord injury groups and whatnot my return to work after having the traumatic injury that i had because there's different levels and i have the worst level of them all like no sensation no movement like some people get hurt and they can move a little bit or feel a little bit minus like the worst from what I've gathered, most people, it takes them a couple of years to even get out of the depression stage. And I went through all the waves, you know, it's not like yeah. I was just happy go lucky and like, yay, yeah, life is good. No, this shit hurt. Like it hurt a lot. It's I mourned my legs like you mourn a person, you know? Um but yeah, you know, it's, I've talked about this before with people and, and I've tried to like get down to the bottom of it and it's like, where does this determination come from? Where does this courage and like strength and resilience come from? And I think in a way it's, maybe it's always been with me. I've always just was born with that spark, but I have to attribute a big part of it to the love that I have for what I do. And it gives me chills down my spine, even saying it. Um, doing hair, I mean, I'm, I didn't come back just to prove a point or to be an inspiration, but my well-being depends on being involved in the hair industry. When I'm behind the chair and, I'm sorry, I don't get to be so emotional. When I'm behind a chair and when I'm like teaching and educating and when I'm creating content for social media when i'm engaging with the community it's like everything is okay (laughs) right so
2: was it was there a time after your accident where you thought you lost the ability to do hair was there ever like a yeah
3: so when i first came back in september i came back slowly and before i even started taking clients i did my my partner's hair and she has short hair she's got the cutest little like Karen haircut. Let me speak to the manager. Um, She's so cute. And I had to do it, you know, and hair painting was my, my jam. It was literally the worst freehand paint you've ever seen ever. And my body was still so weak. So now if I sit up, I can move around. I can pick things up off the floor. You know, I'm strong, but before I hadn't built that strength, so Larissa, my partner, would have to hold onto my elbows, like she was holding my elbows up, so that I could hold my arms up and paint or cut her hair. And I would just break down in the middle of the salon in tears, saying, "Nobody's ever gonna, nobody's ever gonna put up with this. I'm never going to right. be able to do a client's hair, you know." And and I just had my support team, my wife, and my my Michaela, my stylist, and everybody here. She's telling me, "Yes, you can. It's gonna get better, and and it did,
2: and it does." Yara, when when she was holding your arms up, um, uh, was it because it was just muscles you hadn't used before, or was it, or was it, or did the injury have to uh, have to heal a little bit more before? Do you kind of get what I'm saying? Was, so it, a was it like bit, a new workout, or was it, or was it like a healing process?
3: Well, a little bit of both. Uh, everything from my waist down has been affected, and Um, if I I, my balance is affected too so sometimes if I would put my arms up I would just topple over it felt like I used to describe it as a bowling pin you know how they fall over because they're like top heavy kind of that's how my body felt so I would just like I was not able to hold myself up and my arms yeah it just I just didn't have the physical ability to actually to do it or the stamina I used to get, and this is common for a lot of people with spinal cord injuries. Like most people, take naps throughout the day. Now I'm a six a.m. or to like you know nine ten p.m. But I built myself up to this.
2: Wow, that's All impressive, right. dude. That is so that's just so impressive. Yay for <laughs> you! So
0: let's, let's you talk, talk, talk about yeah. I was gonna say let's talk about now. Let's now you're back in the salon. Let's let's talk about the journey, like the, the comeback kid type.
3: You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. That, so So, it's the crisis thing um you know I I had the salon in July of 2018 I opened it without knowing a single thing about salon ownership besides managing the salons that I had worked at before quote unquote because I always I've always had um like a leader position without even meaning to it's just always kind of falling on my lap but when I came back in September of 2019, I found a program called Drivers uh, with Brit Siva that helps stylists build a better, more secure, profitable, scalable business. And I went full throttle on it. Um, and I rebranded my entire salon. I knocked down walls. Um, I revamped everything that we had done before and I came back stronger than ever. Um, so my entire salon, has been totally thriving since then i've hired two more stylists um i took my education business to another level and it's actually been it's been a whole like rebirth
0: how how, how did it feel when you when you got that when you did your actual first client back and and you and, and and you're able to get through it did it give you uh like a certain confidence like i can do this
3: yeah, so my first few clients that I had were clients that I had known really well for a long time. They were friends. And I have one very memorable um, appointment with my friend, Nicole. And she has the most gorgeous, longest hair. And we do a gorgeous gray blending on her. And it was a very memorable moment I mean I felt accomplished and after a while I started really I mean I had to adapt a lot I had to do a lot of things different I had to get a new salon chair um, to accommodate my needs because I'm always sitting down so my knees would get in the way um I had to get a holster that holds all of my tools on me because instead of having to like take two steps to the left with two steps to the right I have to move my entire chair over to where my tools are. So I adapted a lot. And once I got all of those like puzzle pieces together, I realized that I was doing better hair than ever before. And it's hard to really nail down why that is. I mean, I've just felt like an incredible amount of growth. since I've come back from... My accident. I think it's because I'm more focused on servicing my clients and servicing my people, like my audience on Instagram, than I am about be- feeling like judged. I feel like I did that a lot more before. Right. I was so physically different. I feel like now I can't hide my weird. So now I'm really <laughs> showing up as my true self. As your true and- weird. Yeah, and it's just the most beautiful thing you can, you can experience, you know, and that's kind of my message. I want to help people really discover who they are and really be true to themselves and really figure out how they can help others, because I think that's where the magic really lies on success as a person and as a stylist.
2: Yeah, I mean, we talk about that a lot, you know, it's like, it's, it's all your true learning comes when you're serving, right? Like that's when, th- that's when you become, you know, the, the most fulfilled you, you know, and that, that happens when, 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 when you're serving others is, um is a uh, big shout out to Brit Siva, by the way, we love Brit. She's, she's pretty amazing. um Is, uh, is Brit helping you with, with your, uh, your, your social media stuff as well?
3: So Britt Siva changed my life. Let me tell you. Because you know her, of course you do. She um, invited me to Thrivers Live earlier this year in January before COVID. And I got to meet her in person, and she gave me an award called the Phoenix Award um, for rising from the Ashes. She is the one who held me accountable and told me, You are doing, going to do great things, and I'm going to check back on you in a year, and I want to see where you're at. And we had that moment, and I'm still a thriver, and I'm probably going to be a thriver for life. And she's helped me really revamp my business, um, as far as the salon goes, but I have a new girl helping me with my social media and my education. And you guys know her too. Her Who's name that? is Bree. Oh yeah, Secret of course. Social media. Yeah. Big shot. Yeah. Oh, I love her. So yeah, I know both of my coaches, it's like Brit and Bree. I'm like, I love them. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, um. I I really connect with her in like a whole nother level. And I know that you guys just had a, a podcast with her, with Bree from Secrets to Social Media. And she is the one who is helping me create this whole new education brand. And it's going to be really focused on overcoming struggles, which I feel like everybody needs right now. Um, overcoming struggles has been something that I've been doing for many years. I feel like Every time that I get to, like, my lowest, every time that there is, a, a, like, a huge moment in my life where I feel like things can get worse, it's like, that's the start of something great. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that it has to do with your attitude and the way that you take a look at things and how you handle those lows that shoot you up so high. And by now, I've figured out okay. how to... You know, a little formula
2: to that and I want to share that with everybody. That is so, so awesome. You know, and it's especially coming from you, because it kind of makes it, it puts like even the COVID thing into perspective, right? Like like at the end of the day, we're gonna get through COVID, you know? And yeah. and, and you know, and I'm sure that's been tough on you too, because it kinda it's probably felt like you know, this has been a couple years of just like, you know, keep getting like beat down a little bit, but you know, you're still here. You're still, you're still thriving. You're still amazed. I'm amazed by you, dude. Thank you
3: guys. I, um, I think it has a lot to do with perspective and, you know, just, um, perspective and seeing everything as an opportunity. One of my little, like, favorite sayings that I I think I came up with, I don't know, might have heard it from somewhere, but I use it a lot, uh, is turning a negative into a positive. Seeing every negative quote-unquote negative situation as an opportunity to adapt and to level up, just to be better. So acceptance comes first, and then adaptation, and then leveling up. So I think that that's a message that we could all use because you know, it could be something like COVID, it could be breaking your back, which is huge, but it could also be something that maybe you would consider small compared to breaking your back, but it's really not small. You know, we all have our different levels of what we can tolerate. So maybe it can be your stylist leaving you or whatever it may be. I think that if I can help just one person and overcome struggle like that, then my job is all work yeah and, and
0: and i mean obviously like Corey said you're such an inspiration and, and you know those who have struggled and come through and made it to the other end of it and and and, and is thriving it's, you know, those are the kind of coaches that you want right because they they've been they the, you know through the mud of it the thick of it and, and they can you know encourage you to get through that and uh, help you uh to be your best you and and you know, I'm excited to see uh, these things take off for you. And, how, and, you know, if we can support you in any way, you let us know. Because, again, like like earlier, we're a huge fan. And truly, we believe in you. Yeah, there's no doubt.
3: Well, thank you. Hey, hey I um, Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. You're up. Oh, I just said I feel honored. I think that you guys are working with a lot of incredible people that I really look up to, like Nina like Jay Landner, like Bree. And like, when you guys asked me to be in this podcast, I was like, man, this is great. I just feel this like huge shift happening in our industry through all the chaos that's going on. I feel like something really great is going to come out of it.
2: Preach girl preach. Cause that's what we've been talking about. I mean, even, you know, off air a lot, you know, we, I, I just kind of see that. I, I, I see that we're going to be a kinder, uh, maybe even simpler uh industry and 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 i think that, that 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 start well you know i mean covid opened up covid has made everybody vulnerable so how you how do you return from vulnerable you know do you return like being aggressive and stuff or do you return by being understanding and kind and and and, and i'm of the perspective that that we're already, we're going to return as a as a kinder nicer industry and i i'm really i'm really proud of that um for our industry Hey, last um, last month or, or or a while ago, you, you did a post about, you know, do you, what do you see, I, if I'm not the girl in the chair, don't see me as the girl in the chair, how do you see me? What what was that post all about?
3: So, you know, the, the post started with, when you think of me, do you think of wheelchair? And it was definitely an attention grabber. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to get your attention. And it did. And then I asked my audience. What do you think of me? Like, yes, the wheelchair is a part of me, but it's not all of me. It's just a part of my story. If you had to describe me in one or two words, aside from inspirational, because although I love that, guys, and I aspire Mm -hmm. to inspire, I want to know truly what more do people see when they see me? And the reason why I did that, it was market research. I wanted to know how you guys perceive me so that I know what I can give more of myself to you, and some of the the most um, repeated comments were like the word was "badass," which I'm like, uh, that's cool because I love that word, and I've never thought of myself as that. But if you guys think that of me, then let me teach you how to how to be like that yeah that's awesome so um that was one of the big words you know and then resilience was one of them and but not and i just it it really you know that that post really turned around for me because it was supposed to be market research but then it really warmed my heart because i realized that people do see me for more than just a hairstylist in a wheelchair. And for a while there, I had a moment when I came back and I started getting a lot of attention from behind the chair, beauty launch pad and modern salon. And I was, I had like a dialogue with myself and, and I was like, are you just getting all of this attention because you're a hairstylist in a wheelchair? That's it. It's just all clout. And then I had to like sit down with myself and give myself a pep talk and say, no, you know, you could be a hairstylist in a wheelchair sitting in a dark room, crying and not showing up. But you're out here, and you're showing up, and you're telling the world, this is what I'm doing, and this is why I'm doing it, which is it's for, for them. It's for everybody. It's for all of us. It's hairstylists. It's for people with disabilities who need to see that there is more. And since then, I have had a huge influx of messages from girls who have either joined me to school in a wheelchair or are thinking about it now. and. I've been talking to Amy with Beauty Launchpad and she's like, we both said, do you know how much hidden talent could be out there that we didn't know about because Mm -hmm. girls didn't know that they could go to beauty school in a wheelchair. And now they are. And that's
2: huge. That's huge. I I, I can, uh, I I think your wheelchair is your superpower. And what I mean, and what, hear me out. And what I mean by that is like, there's no way to deny that, that when they see you working in a wheelchair that you can't take a, you can't, you can't bring attention to that, right? There's just no way around it, right? Mm-hmm. But what you're doing on the other side of that, now that you have people's attention, and now how you're serving those people with that attention—that—that's the superpower. That—that's the magic sauce there, you know. And, and maybe, maybe if you're if if you're not in that chair, you don't get the same attention. But you're using you're not you're not taking advantage of it. You're giving back with that, and that that that's that that's incredible. And and I I that's... certainly know that 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 I appreciate it. So I I think it's your superpower.
3: That's beautiful. I love that. Thank you. I'll keep that with me. Um, I was laying on the bed when I first broke my back and I had a neck brace around my neck. And I kept saying to myself, this is all for a reason. I know it. I just don't know it yet, but I know I'll find out. And I had a good older friend of mine, very wise woman. She came to me and I told her that and she held my hand. And she told me, Yara, some things, things just, sometimes things just happen. There's not always a reason behind it. And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not how it is. And, you know, almost two years into it, I have had so many moments where I have had clarity and the universe has just. Like shine light upon it and said, this is part of your journey and you got to make the most out of it. So I'm at peace with it. I'm happy about it, but I'm <laughs> with it. Sure. And I am just, I am just living my journey. I'm living my life and I'm, I'm writing my story. And That's
0: incredible. I'm, yeah. I mean, the, the, the lives that you're going to be able to touch and affect is, you know, it's truly uh, like Corey said earlier, it definitely. Uh, it's your superpower. And, and, you know, we appreciate it and everything, but when, when are these like programs or, uh, Coaching uh, opportunities coming about.
3: So oh, you guys have some really exciting stuff coming out. Um, I'm working with Bree. I have a new program that is going to be born in 2021. And it finally has a name. And it is called the Standout Stylist. So it's a good play on words. Because, you yeah. know, I can't stand. <laughs> but you don't even have to be able to stand up to, have to, stand, to be able to stand out. So I want to teach everybody that I love so much on Instagram and Facebook and everyone, all of my students, my past students, my future students, the people that are currently following me, I want to teach them everything on how to stand out in this industry. I'm talking hair color techniques because I'm all about making life easier behind the chair. I'm talking balayage, foiling, foliage, hair color techniques. The lawn business. I, I have quite a little bit of experience on that, and a lot of nuggets of information, uh, golden nuggets that I want to give everybody, and then a lot of inspiration, a lot of how to overcome struggle, a lot of positive mindset and uh, um, planning, strategy. Just, I just want to help others get out of a dark hole. I've been in that dark hole quite a few times, so. I've been the bored hairstylist. I've been the stylist that's been doing hair for five, seven years and it's uninspired and it's just maybe not ready to leave the industry, but just like bored, you know? Right. I want to help all those people.
2: That's so cool. It really is. What, um, what conversations have you had? And it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be around the accident or it doesn't have to be around anything. But, but you, you mentioned mindset and, and we've been talking a lot about mindset recently. What, um, what are the conversations that you've had with yourself? You know, like, like how do you identify that you're in a bad spot, that your mind's in a bad spot? And, and, and what are those conversations with yourself?
3: So I am very, I try to consciously be very positive um, with my inner dialogue. And I realized that that stemmed from how negative it used to be. I was a teenager who grew up with a lot of insecurities. I was the person who always wanted to fit in and I never did. So that's what I was telling you. It was when my, my individuality became so noticeably physically that I finally gave up trying to be like everybody else because I'm so, so physically different that that was like a freeing moment but as far as mindset goes you know I I try to be very positive with myself but when I do have a negative thought my first step is to accept it to let it let it be there okay you're having that negative thought then I remind myself that negative thoughts are not real they're mm-hmm. a story that we tell ourselves mm-hmm. they're not facts so typically that tends to work and then if you can be kind to yourself and just give yourself a compliment um, i think that the talking in front of your of yourself like mirror thing every morning or every chance that you get and just saying something nice even if it's small really works i i spent a lot of months in bed hating myself avoiding mirrors not wanting to look at my body and just crying and at some point i just started being consciously positive even if it felt fake Like, I just would tell myself, you're a great stylist. You're going to do great. You're beautiful. You're so worthy. And the more you say it, whatever you say to yourself will become a reality, whether it's negative or positive.
2: So
3: conscious, positive thinking is huge.
2: I love that. What do we talk about, Tony? Expect miracles, right? Expect miracles when you start to positive talk, right? Positive talk uh, leads to to miracles and and life change. That's amazing, dude. Well... I don't want to call you an inspiration because, you know, you don't want to be called an inspiration, but I do think that you're a badass. I think that uh, I I think that I think that you're inspirational. And, um, dude, we just appreciate you, man. And we appreciate you coming on the podcast and kind of telling a little bit of your story and and hanging out with us for a little bit. Tone.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know. In the future, uh, if uh, you want to have a talk about, you know, how to pull yourself out of a dark hole and like we do these small talks, you know, we would probably, you know, love to have you back one and, and in these little small segments that, that are inspirational or that's going to help somebody uh, that's struggling or in a hole right now. But, you know, uh, how can how can our listeners find you? How can they follow you? How can they be uh, see your badassness? <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey self-proclaimed that is now um you can find me on instagram at yara does hair my name is yara that's y-a-r-a does hair uh and right there on my link tree you can go and just stay tuned for all the things that are coming i have a free download of a very special, really cool strategy that I use in my salon that's going to be dropping this month and it's going to be free. Um, so stay tuned for that. Awesome. Yara does hair and uh, more education coming your way, more inspiration coming your way and hopefully, yeah, future podcast with you guys.
2: Dude, that'd be awesome. 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 I'm excited that you're working with our friend Brie and, and, and I know that she's going to, she's going to bring out the, uh, the, the baddest of your asses or whatever that should be. That's cool. Mar, dude, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for, uh, taking a couple, uh, a couple minutes out of your, out of your busy day at the salon. Um, and you know, just thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off.
3: Thank you guys. Pleasure being here. You guys are amazing. Thank you everybody.